daily dose of debate, breaking news, and uncensored views. This is the Michael Medved Show. And another great day in this greatest nation on God's green earth. A great nation despite the fact that many Americans, increasing numbers of Americans, question that proposition. Majority of people still think this is one of the greatest countries on earth. One of. That, according to a new Pew Research study, we will talk about that. Of course, all of this research done before the horrendous shooting uh, that occurred yesterday. And yesterday on the 4th of July, and of course it's going to spoil, uh, to some extent, what people felt about Independence Day, this Independence Day. Let me just tell you, for the sake of the record... We had a wonderful Independence Day. I mean, I was able to... Actually, we went twice to the same state park, which has a great, great playground. It's Lake Sammamish State Park. It's uh, right out in Issaquah, Washington, not too far away from uh, even downtown Seattle, but they have an absolutely awesome playground so that a two-year-old grandson and his new baby sister, who's two weeks old, And that family went in the morning, and then we went in the afternoon with uh, our two granddaughters who were five and three who had a spectacular time. And it was grand, and we talked a little bit about the 4th of July and fireworks and John Adams and George Washington, and, and all of that was great and was able to stay away a little bit from the news from Highland Park, Illinois. The, um... The horror of what apparently is a very pleasant tradition, I didn't know that, in Highland Park. Highland Park's a nice place. It's, uh, a, uh, it's not Beverly Hills. It's not a pretentious upscale suburb, but it's an upscale suburb. And, uh, and one with a community feel, and uh, apparently this 4th of July parade that they have in Highland Park is a tradition. There are now seven people who have been killed. Uh, another victim died. And uh, 50, 50 who were wounded by the sniper who went up to the top of, the, of, a, of a building and fired 70 rounds. Uh, they have not identified yet precisely what kind of rifle he was using, but uh, it was all too deadly with the uh, six, seven people dead now. This is um, uh, what it sounded like on video. Uh, this is clip six, Jeremy, as the moment hit where the deadly mass shooting just stopped the 4th of July parade. Listen. <laughs> Okay, uh, you can imagine. And by the way, that was not the only deadly incident over this last 4th of July weekend. There's more and there's more and there's more. What what strikes me (laughs) that it's hard to 
to sort of let go of something like this is what they're reporting in all the news sources is they have arrested a, a person of interest. They have arrested a likely shooter. And um, the they say that they don't know the motive yet. When do they ever know the motive? I mean, okay, the, the motive of the killer... Uh, whose name I won't mention, in, in Buffalo in the supermarket, that was known because he had posted a whole uh, manifesto on on the Internet. Uh, this individual, his name is Robert E. Uh, Cremo third. Uh, he, um, uh, his, his motive, nobody knows, but he had posted a great deal of stuff it's now revealed, by the way, just uh, confirmed recently, that when he was arrested, in fact, when he committed this crime, he was dressed in women's clothes. And the police say that it's not because he is part of the LGBTQ community. He apparently is not. But uh, that he wanted to fool the police so they wouldn't recognize it's him He's described as 5'11", 120 pounds, uh, obviously very thin. And some of the stuff that he had posted, uh, obviously very disturbing. And uh, it appears that this guy is just one more uh, mentally damaged, emotionally damaged, uh, distraught uh, Americans who should never be anywhere near guns. Or by the way, does anybody does anybody question that proposition that that someone like this, who apparently has a a police record, but it's a non-violent police record, but somebody who has posted uh, little drawings that he made showing himself lying in a pool of blood with a rifle, having shot people, and he himself is shot by cops, if that is in your mind and you feel the need to post it on the internet if uh, you feel the need to i mean this is a part of, of what he posted the most chilling video is the final one in a series uploaded eight months ago which uh, features footage of a young man in a bedroom and a classroom along with cartoons of a gunman and people being shot superimposed on the video is a rotating image of interlocked triangles. I need to just do it, a voice over says over instrumental music. It is my destiny. Everything has led up to this. Nothing can stop me, not even myself. Is there such a thing as free will, or has this been planned out like a cosmic recipe? It is what I've been waiting for in the back of my head, ready to be awakened. It's what I was sent here to do, like a sleepwalker walking steady with my head held high, like a sleepwalker walking blindly into the night. Uh, okay, one of the things that details that's come out, they tried to reach his father, this guy, Robert uh, Cremo III, his father, Robert Cremo II, had run for mayor of Highland Park, was a prominent local citizen, prominent family, and had lost. He did not win his race for mayor. 
and that was in 2019. Was that any part of his motive? Um, Robert E. Bobby Cremo, this is all from the Chicago Tribune, was spotted by North Chicago police near U.S. Highway 41 and Buckley Road. An officer tried to stop Cremo, but he briefly fled before being stopped. Cremo was described as a longtime resident of the suburb who posted online videos under the moniker The Awake Rapper. Uh, an archive of 17 YouTube videos apparently belonging to Cremo uh, alternates between wholesome and foreboding. And uh, yes, there uh, are images. One shows him wrapped in a Trump flag. One actually shows him uh, welcoming a motorcade that uh, Trump is in and, and then turning uh, toward the camera that he's holding himself to show off his tattoos, including multiple facial tattoos. We will get to more what it means, what else is going on around the country. Uh, what, what is wrong with us? I, I mean, one would think that there could be some kind of meaningful effort, meaningful effort to deal with this collision between mental illness and violence. We will be right back on The Medved Show. The Michael Medved Show. All across America. This is The Michael Medved Show. 1-800-955-1776. The Michael... show talking about the horrible events in uh, Highland Park, Illinois, uh, about 30 miles from uh, the Loop in downtown Chicago. And uh, it, one of the speculations in the local paper there in the Chicago Tribune, uh, they say Highland Park is an affluent suburb nearly 30 miles north of downtown Chicago. And uh, the largely white and Jewish community has the feel of a gated community without the actual gates. That's what Vanity Fair said in a 1998 column. Michael Jordan, when he was with the Chicago Bulls and achieving uh, one of the greatest basketball careers of all time, he lived there. He lived in Highland Park there. And um, while no motive was given for the shooting... Uh, some witnesses speculated that the community may have been targeted because of its significant Jewish population. The uh, northern suburbs, writes the Chicago Tribune, have seen a rash of anti-Semitic sentiment in recent months, including on Holocaust Remembrance Day in April, when someone left anti-Semitic flyers in driveways throughout uh, Highland Park. Uh, and then they say on NBC News, they add to that commentary, they say the community of Highland Park, Illinois, had a recent incident of anti-Semitic hate speech. In April, police said flyers appeared in the area and surrounding communities on Yom HaShoah, the uh, Holocaust Remembrance Day. Uh, Highland Park police pledged to work with other suburban police departments and the FBI to investigate. 
the uh, city issued a statement condemning anti-Semitism in response to that incident. Now, we have no knowledge yet of what drove this particular disturbed young man. But when you look at his drawings, and he has a, a little symbol that he puts on himself, which uh, is very disturbing. It looks a little bit like a, a swastika. It's like two different squares. Maybe that's putting too much into it, uh, but uh, we will obviously be finding out more about uh, Robert Cremo III. Uh, the governor of Illinois, uh, Governor Pritzker, uh, spoke about the Highland Park shooting. Uh, this is uh, what he had to say, 2A. It is devastating that a celebration of America was ripped apart by our uniquely American plague. A day dedicated to freedom has put into stark relief the one freedom we as a nation refuse to uphold, the freedom of our fellow citizens to live without the daily fear of gun violence. If you're angry today, I'm here to tell you, be angry. I'm furious. I'm furious that yet more innocent lives were taken by gun violence. I'm furious that their loved ones are forever broken by what took place today. I'm furious that children and their families have been traumatized. I'm furious that this is happening in communities all across Illinois and America. I'm furious because it does not have to be this way. And yet we as a nation, well, we continue to allow this to happen. Okay, to say that we continue to allow this to happen is makes it sound like there is a, a big lever under a president's desk or under the desk of Mitch McConnell or uh, under the desk of uh, a governor of Illinois uh, where you just pull the lever and you just stop it. The... Um, uh, the symbol that I mentioned, and if anybody, by the way, knows or has some knowledge what the symbol it's it's in at least three of the drawings that he made of himself holding guns and shooting people. And it's a symbol over his heart, and it's a, a square with four different triangles. And he, he refers in some of his things messages he posted to the intersecting triangles. The four different triangles are at the edge of the square. Uh, it is not a symbol that is known to me. If it is known to any of you, uh, give us a call, 1-800-955-1776. And, uh, and then Governor Pritzker went on to uh, talk about our founders who had muskets that they used, not semi-automatic rifles, uh, but those muskets were the cutting-edge technology of their time. Uh, here is Governor Pritzker. Listen. It's the 4th of July, a day for reflection on our freedoms. Our founders carried muskets, not assault weapons. And I don't think a single one of them would have said, that you have a constitutional right to an assault weapon with a high-capacity magazine. 
or that that is more important than the right of the people who attended this parade today to live. Okay, again, and this is before they've even identified what the weapon is that he used. Look, so many different weapons, by far, by far, the overwhelming majority of gun violence in the United States is not done with rifles at all. It's done with pistols. And this idea that there is some kind, it's, it's maddening in a sense, because, of course, anybody looks at this and says, there must be something to be done. And I do believe that part of that something would involve um, much more, dare I say the word, aggressive uh, dealing with mental illness uh, and, and the idea of commitment and uh, sometimes not making it a voluntary thing. If uh, someone is deeply disturbed and this individual gives every evidence of being very deeply disturbed, uh, then it's the individual who would be dangerous whatever weapon he used. And this is not to say that, uh, that he should be, have access to a semi-automatic rifle of any kind or maybe to firearms of any kind. But the, the real danger is not the machine that has no will of its own, and yes, a gun is a machine. Uh, the real danger is individuals like this. And uh, uh, again, and people recalling him, and he was such a nice kid in Cub Scout class. Uh, this, by the way, was one of literally dozens of, uh, of violent incidents over the weekend. And that's something going on in America. And it is, yes, something that demands attention. We will get to that coming up on The Medved Show. Your daily dose of debate. It's The Michael Medved Show. 1-800-955-1776. The Michael Medved Show. That's 1-800-955-1776. Go. And on the Michael Medved show in Tacoma, uh, right here in the immediate Seattle area, it's about a half hour to drive to Tacoma from downtown Seattle. In Tacoma, police are investigating after four people were wounded in a shooting on Sunday night. According to the Tacoma Police Department, the shooting happened just after 9 p.m. On the 3300 block of South Aceton Street, police said a neighborhood dispute led to the shooting. Four adults were injured in the shooting and taken to the hospital. They had, fortunately, a non-threatening Injuries and and then there is this, Columbus, Ohio. One man was killed early this morning, in what police said was a reported accidental shooting inside an apartment on the northwest side of Columbus, at approximately twelve forty-three, which is just about when uh, fireworks displays will be clearing out. We went to. Uh, Watch the fireworks in Bellevue, Washington, which started a little bit after 10 at night. So in Columbus at 1243, officers with the Columbus Division of Police 
responded to a report of a shooting at an apartment located at Shiloh Drive between Bethel and West Henderson Road. Upon arrival, officers located 23-year-old Mohammed Al-Tamimi suffering from an apparent gunshot wound. He was pronounced dead by medics at the scene. Uh, According to police, several other men were inside the apartment with Al-Tamimi prior to the shooting. Police uh, were told one of the men was handling a firearm in an unsafe manner when he unintentionally fired the weapon. And it's not just Tacoma, and it's not just Columbus, uh, Kansas City. Six people were shot in three separate incidents overnight in Kansas City, police uh, said yesterday, including two people who were killed and four injured. And according to the Kansas City Star, uh, which... um, uh, this was the deaths marked the 76th and 77th homicides of the year in Kansas City, meaning a, a very, very sharp increase in deaths. In Sacramento, uh, five people were shot, one of whom was killed. This is early Monday on the 4th of July. The second mass shooting in the city's core in three months, Sacramento Police Chief Kathy Lester said the shooting took place outside the mixed downtown nightclub. Family and friends identified the dead man as Greg Naji Grimes, a former football star at Boise State University, who had returned home to coach and teach at Intercom High School. The uh, shooting comes after an April 3rd gang shootout downtown that killed six people. Early Monday, also 4th of July, a rowdy street takeover in South Los Angeles ended with a fatal shooting. About 200 people had gathered at uh, 1230 Monday night, actually Sunday night, Monday morning, in the uh, Vermont Vista neighborhood where cell phone videos posted show crowds of people cheering and cars skidding in performative circles. When police officers arrived at the scene, a few onlookers flagged them down and said someone had been shot. The victim, who was not identified, was rushed to Harbor UCLA Medical Center, pronounced dead. And in Baltimore, two men died and nine others, including a 14-year-old boy, were injured in separate shootings. Over the July 4th weeding, uh, weekend, a man died in the hospital after he was shot in the McElderry uh, Park neighborhood. Then another man died in the hospital after he was shot in Fells Point, on a Saturday, Eastern District Police found an unresponsive man lying on the ground with an apparent gunshot wound to his body. Uh, this goes on. And, and by the way, there all these other shootings in the past couple of weeks, and we've all heard about um, Uvalde, of course, and we've all heard about Buffalo. But what about Philadelphia. Three people died and 11 others were injured June 4th on a busy block in Philadelphia during a melee that melee that uh, began with a firefight and was followed by random gunfire. Two men are in uh, custody and two of the deaths. Other people have also been arrested in connection with a melee. Dayton, Ohio, a jail inmate being treated at a hospital, shot and killed a security guard. Uh, pointed the weapon at others and then killed himself in a parking lot. Um, look, uh, 
this is one of the reasons that one of the worst political slogans, one of the worst ideas in modern political history was the idea of defund the police. Now, now think about it. I mean, in other words, whatever you want to do about this, you can't just snap your fingers and make guns disappear. You can't snap your fingers and make mentally ill people disappear. You can't snap your fingers and make knives disappear. You can't do that. But what you can do is intensify uh, policing and uh, try to support it as much as you can. And uh, again, the idea that uh, there will be some easy solution to all of this that, of course, is being promoted by Democrats who are increasingly desperate about trying to connect with the American people who are worried about a, uh, being on the edge of recession, uh, who are worried profoundly about the price of not just of fuel, but of everything. But uh, Senator Tammy Duckworth, who um, is, of course, a... Uh, a wounded, handicapped, I mean, she lost legs uh, in uh, the Iraq war. She, um, she has what she believes to be the right way to address this crisis. She's the Democrat from Illinois. Uh, this is what she had to say in clip three. We have to do more to keep our community safe. We have to get rid of assault weapons, high capacity magazines, and so many other additional common sense reforms that wide majorities of Americans are crying out for. And so today I will go home and hug my babies a little tighter in gratefulness that they are safe. But I think about the babies and the families who lost moms and dads and grandparents today and we must and must do more. I just listened to the sound of that gunfire from one of the um, videos that was captured. And let me tell you that the last time I heard a weapon with that capacity firing that rapidly on the 4th of July was Iraq. It was not the United States of America. We can and we should and we will do better. Okay, they did just pass what I believe to be a useful gun bill, but doing better and the resolutions to do better, of course everyone can share that. But uh, I, given this particular 4th of July and the desperation and panic and apocalypticism that people are uh, putting uh, on the issue of abortion, there's now great concern about the issue of birth control. And yes, I know, I know that Justice Thomas mentioned a birth control case from 1965 in his concurring opinion and the Dobbs case. But really, D do you honestly believe that the Republicans, if they take control of the Congress of the United States, are going to try to take away access to birth control? I, I mean, I think it's a ridiculous idea that that would happen. It's a, a ridiculous idea of anyone's proposing it. And I don't know anyone who is. When uh, Justice Clarence Thomas says that we should take a look at reviewing the basis for these cases, he's not talking about overturning the cases or 
somehow restricting the access to uh, birth control here in the United States. We will get to that and more coming up on The Medved Show. Michael Medved show. There is a breaking news. Uh, two of uh, President Trump's close associates, uh, Rudy Giuliani and uh, Senator Lindsey Graham, who, by the way, last I checked, and I uh, actually remember having conversations with Lindsey Graham about this this years ago. He's not a Rudy Giuliani fan, I don't think, but they are both. Um, they're both subpoenaed now uh, by uh, Fulton County, Georgia grand jury in Atlanta uh, in a uh, probe of whether Trump illegally tried to influence the 2020 election. And that particularly involves, remember, there's a taped phone call where he says to the Brad Raffensperger, the secretary of state of the state of Georgia, I want you to find me 12,000, and he gives the exact number of votes, 12,731 votes. I need you to find me those votes. Uh, that could be illegal. That's a subject that the grand jury is trying to figure out and to figure out what uh, the state of mind for the president of the United States was, and Trump was president of the United States when he made that phone call. In any event, this is all through the work of a uh, district attorney in Fulton County, Fannie Willis, who is a Democrat. She's filed petitions with the judge overseeing the special grand jury as it focuses on President Donald Trump and his close circle. Uh, Willis is seeking testimony from uh, Rudy Giuliani, the president's former lawyer, and uh, Senator Lindsey O. Graham, Republican of South Carolina. Okay, we will see what happens there. What what happens here with uh, Tammy Duckworth talking, the senator from Illinois, about this this desperate, frustrating feeling. And by the way, I don't think it's just Democrats. I don't think it's just uh, politicians who have that frustrating feeling when you see something horrible like, and we haven't even found out who the victims are, the seven people who were killed, others who were very seriously injured. They're still in the hospital. There's 50 other people. Uh, and again, because of this uh, suspected uh, killer, uh, firing 70 rounds. It's a serious matter. And yes, people are deeply upset. And uh, uh, this is... Um, in fact, Jason Chaffetz, who's a former Republican congressman, a conservative congressman, uh, talks about the 4th of July Illinois uh, parade shooting and had this to say, clip five. Yeah, this is why this uh, form of terrorism is so is so devastating. Dick, these are these are just Americans and families uh, getting together and joining the enjoying the warm weather. We've been cooped up with COVID for so long. Here we're out and about, and you know, kids uh, playing the trombone and and you know, marching down the parade and and candy being tossed out, and then it erupts into this type of violence. It's just 
that's why it is a form of domestic terrorism and 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 we have to figure out what happened who this shooter is and get on top of it but you're right i think parents and families all across the country are kind of giving it second thought and 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 worrying it just in the if nothing else in the back of their mind you always say hey it isn't going to happen to me and then you got this uh, nice little town in highland park um just a nice community and these types of things don't happen, but they just did. I mean, I wish, you know, lawmakers could come in and just say, here's the solution, but it's not that simple. And uh, no, it's not that simple. But uh, the mayor of Philadelphia, I mean, first of all, uh, in Philadelphia, there were two police officers shot during Fourth of July celebrations where the original Fourth of July happened. No, nobody got shot when we were de declaring independence. I mean, people got shot as a consequence of that because it was a long war that lasted eight years. Uh, but uh, here's the report, clip four, uh, from CNN about the two police officers shot in Philadelphia on the 4th of July. Listen. Following a developing story in Philadelphia where two police officers were shot during 4th of July celebrations a few hours ago, authorities say both officers suffered graze wounds, one to the head and the other to the shoulder. They were taken to the hospital where they were treated and released. No one has been arrested, but social media video shows crowds of people running down the street where a concert and fireworks were taking place. Police say they're following up on leads, but asking for anyone with information to come forward. It's so sad and so appalling. Um, and let me say, I, I mentioned I went with my wife who loves going to see fireworks displays. Uh, we went to see the fireworks display in Bellevue, Washington, and uh, there was a very formidable, efficient, professional police presence. And... Uh, and, and yes, when you see policemen at every block and, a, and basically a very uh, peaceful, joyous, friendly, diverse crowd, um, it, it was very reassuring. And thank you to all of the law enforcement personnel in Bellevue for making that such a splendid occasion. Uh, here's the Philadelphia mayor, Jim Kenney, who... <laughs> I, I don't think he wants to be mayor anymore. Uh, listen, clip 10. I am I'm always, I'm concerned every single day. There's not an event or a day where I don't lay on my back at night, look at the ceiling, and wonder, worry about stuff. So everything we have in the city uh, at, over the last seven years, I worry about. I don't enjoy Fourth of July. I don't enjoy the the, the Democratic National Convention. I didn't enjoy the the um, um, uh, NFL draft. I'm waiting for something bad to happen all the time. So it's I'll be happy when I'm not here, when I'm not mayor, and I can enjoy some stuff. So you're looking forward to not being mayor? Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, <laughs> uh, there might be some Philadelphians who would would enjoy Mayor Kenny uh, not not being mayor anymore. Actually, I, I think he's relatively popular in in the city of brotherly love. Um, it's uh, it's it's re remarkable uh, what what is going on. There's also this. Uh, headline, and this uh, across the pond, this is a headline from London in the uh, Daily Mail. Uh, 
Breaking news, 12 police officers are injured with glass bottles and fireworks while trying to break up a hostile crowd in San Francisco. 12 police officers were injured after they were hit with glass bottles and fireworks early uh, this morning, Tuesday morning. The officers were trying to disperse a hostile crowd following an apparent 4th of July celebration in Mission Station, uh, which, by the way, is uh, one of the locations where uh, people without conventional housing congregate. Video shows a massive fire burning in the intersection of 24th and Harrison Streets as fireworks could be heard going off. Eventually, the police officers were able to clear the crowd and extinguish the fire before it could cause any damage. And that in San Francisco, uh, one of America's favorite tourist attractions. Uh, There's also this. um, The uh, uh, Phil Mudd uh, has commentary about the gun reform legislation that just passed and what its impact would have been, should have been. Listen, clip eight. Boy, let me be blunt. This country, I guess rightly so, was optimistic or at least positive in looking at a bipartisan uh, at bipartisan legislation on gun reform in this country. A lot of it had to do with things like mental illness. None of it, none of it had to do with the real issue, which is when you compare us to Asia or Europe, those countries do not have automatic or semi-automatic weapons. We do. None of that legislation touched why we have dead people in this country. So we can celebrate a bipartisan act to try to address things like mental illness and weapons. But celebrating too much when you don't take a single semi-automatic off the street, unless it's in the hands of a mentally ill person you can already identify, not a celebration for me, Wolf. We are way behind in this country. And just look at the stats from Asia and Europe. People die in this country from semi-automatics. They don't in Europe. End of story. Uh, Okay, yes, but they also don't die in Europe in the same numbers by pistols. And again, you can... Focus on semi-automatics all you want, and yes, they are used in many of the mass shootings, but the real kill rate is not with one specific kind of gun, and it is generally far more common, especially involving the suicides, which are the majority of our gun deaths, to have pistols uh, who are involved, that are involved in that kind of killing, which is altogether too tragic for this greatest nation on God's green earth.